my coterie of supervillains. Why? My coterie of supervillains is six feet fucking under. There you see, Batman doesn't kill people. Because he's a pussy. He's a dark creature of the night. He's a jackass who wrestles with murderers dressed like clowns and throws them in prison <laughs> so they can break out of prison and then murder more people. Riddle me this, how many people you think Batman's indirectly murdered by being too much of a candy ass not to kill these fools who clearly need to be smoked once and for all, you wrinkly, sharp-hay-looking, dementia-infested fuck? Jesus, I was just trying to make conversation. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will not Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies for Nurse New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Arishim's Design, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Eli Onassis. There you go. I feel like it's biblical, but okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're back to the episode, and Eli, man, and you know how sometimes like it's a fast week, and we're, like, we're just right back in. Sometimes it's like a, a very, very long week where it just seems like it just took forever, and I almost forget what you look like. You know, this, <laughs> this is one of those weeks. I won't get into it. You know why, but I'll talk about it later on. But man, this was a long exhausting stressful week for me but now we're back recording again and we're just gonna jump into it and just get into the good stuff on it matter of fact we actually got a full show so we're just gonna just jump into it no well, are you fully recovered or are you still contagious oh are we talking about okay i'll talk <laughs> about it i i, I reason i didn't want I'm to just say saying it. i had no idea you had it last week we did the show last week <laughs> I, i'll talk about it i'll talk about it okay <laughs> yes for those that don't, i won't say it out loud because i want to get flagged and thing like that because people are tripping on it i had the Unicron, the Omarion, whatever you want to call it. I had that, the Rona. I had that. So I had that actually while we were recording the show last week. So you want to see what somebody looked like recording a podcast on Rona? No clue. I didn't have no clue. <laughs> it, it was like, it's like the, I want to brag and say it was like the Michael Jordan, you know, flu game, but it wasn't that. I rewatched that podcast guy. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I look like I had it. <laughs> so it was cool. I was still able to make it through it. So I won't say I'm I'm I won't say I'm fully recovered, but I'm good enough to record this show now. But the good thing is we're social distance. Don't worry. Eli is nowhere <laughs> near me right now. He was nowhere near me last week. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't have he didn't have to get tested or anything like that. You don't have to get tested by listeners. Oh shit, I listen to Cover Blues podcast. Do I need to get checked out? Like, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're okay. Uh let's see. What do we have here? Uh DP you found Moon Knight show DP fan. Yes. I'm hoping that it's Deadpool. Because <laughs> we are we are a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but that's what we're gonna talk about. So yeah, so I'm in the middle of getting fully recovered, but I took off all week. Matter of fact, they just put me on leave of ass when it happened. I actually did get tested. That's how I know what would happen because when I recorded Saturday and Sunday, I didn't know. But I was in bed all week and pretty much got out of bed just to record a podcast. Record a podcast, edited it, went back to sleep. <laughs> Next day, got tested like, oh, yeah, I got it. Because at first I thought it was some bad Arby's. You know, that's what <laughs> that's what it happened. I had oh, some man, bad did you have did you have like the, the gastriol kind or what? <laughs> Do I got to go through all the symptoms today? What's going on? Because that okay, sucks. I'm, 
Hey, all these people, what up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll just talk about just my affliction level like that. Okay, so what happened was I lost my appetite for like three days. Uh, I couldn't taste anything. The only thing I could taste was that Arby's that I ate in Friday, and it was still in my mouth. I still tasted it on Monday. I was like, okay, that's some bad art, but it turns out I just lost my sense of taste. That's all it was. So, um, fever. Matter of fact, I was sweating. If you watched the podcast last week, I was actually like dabbing my head a little bit because I was sweating while we were podcast. That's what I'm saying. This was not the Michael Jordan flu game. This was not that. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of that was, that's what that was. Um, let's see. Uh, Arby's. Yes, I ate some Arby's. I'm the only person in the world that eats Arby's. I ate some Arby's, and that's when everything went to hell. Uh, let's see what we got. Moon Knight gives me Jason Bourne loss of identity. They want to talk about Moon Knight. They don't want to hear about this. Yeah, they, you know what? You know what? I don't even want to talk about it. Let's talk about Moon Knight. <laughs> let's just jump into that. We don't want to talk about this shit. You know, <laughs> let's just jump into it. But before we get to Moon Knight, before we get to Moon Knight, we're gonna uh bring back an old classic. Eli, we're bringing back the the uh the box office numbers. Because okay. people have been asking about it, and we just completely just discarded it because nobody goes to see movies anymore, you know. But we're gonna bring it back this time because there's been some mix up and changes in the movie theater. So, uh, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? Uh, I don't know. Is it Scream again? It is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just did it good just to fuck with you. Uh, so actually, the is that right? That is not right. Sing two. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. So Scream 2, Scream was number one last week. And then Spider-Man jumped back over again. So okay. just that quick. So it was so Spider-Man, we don't know. I think Spider-Man is at like 1.7 million right now. It I'm sorry, so 1.7 billion right now. It is not gonna catch in game, it's not gonna catch Infinity War. Why? Because it was not released in China. And we're still in the middle of a pandemic. But why is everybody going to see Spider-Man over three, four, five times or like that? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure everybody's already seen Spider-Man. Eli, how long is this thing going to go? Is it going to be like in March and Spider-Man still going to be number one at the box office? Because nobody is seeing anything else. Well, nobody I mean, this saw is, this anything is old school. Like you can't, I mean, you can't watch it on TV yet or any streaming service yet. But, so. but I'm, I'm just saying, just nobody was watching movies before Spider-Man. Nobody's going to the movies. They might go see a movie here and there, but for the most part, people were just staying at home. Nobody was uh making a this is the first billion dollar movie in like two or three years, you yeah. know. I mean, the so fact nobody that, was yeah, the fact that it's during the pandemic, it's yeah, it's 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 quite it's, a yeah with no China release, like this yeah. is insane. So I'm just thinking, like, maybe it's just gonna just keep going. Like, is it gonna be the number one? It's just gonna be number one for the rest of 2022. Nobody's gonna see anything. Batman's coming out in March. Nope, Spider-Man's still gonna be it. So yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking. Um, but that means say even though well, we're not here to talk about Spider-Man, we've already talked at length ad nauseum about Spider-Man. We're gonna talk about the number two movie of the week, even though it came out last week. Honestly, Eli, I'm so glad you didn't see it last week because our show was packed with so much stuff I want to talk about. We talk about Peacemaker, talk about Naomi, stuff like that. That's just been another thing we had to talk about, and I was like, that's just too much. But now since there's nothing going on, we can talk about it. Because you talked about, uh, we can talk about Scream. Let me see what we got here. That new Spider-Man has nostalgic fake money. Uh, that's that's the thing. Everything that, that's, the, that's the thing. And that's it. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly what we're about to talk about. Not yeah. about Spider-Man, but about nostalgia bait. Uh, it's you keeping them in business. It's, I'm not anymore. If that's what, <laughs> if, if uh, Arby's did give me the Rona or the Marion, I'm not keeping them in business anymore after that. Uh, <laughs> 
so yeah anyway let's talk about what we're gonna talk about you saw a movie we're gonna talk about scream uh it was la- number one last week it's number two this week but we can jump into it and see exactly what you what you saw eli so uh we'll go ahead give you give you a review on it what you think about it it's another scream movie you know Ooh. so if you like scream movies this is another one and like spider-man it's nostalgia bait it's it's just, it does the same shit spider-man does does the same shit the matrix does it's just makes meta references to all same the old shit, shit ghostbusters did yeah, right yeah ghostbusters it's nostalgia Re- reboot they call it a requel i never heard that until scream said it requel a requel that it's a, re- a requel the movies i've done it before because te- technic- technically creed is that yeah if you think about it yeah a reboot yes. slash sequel slash whatever but they talk about that i mean um there's a conversation that basically is um yeah nostalgia bait saw yeah that's all it ever was you know even the original the original scream was basically poking fun at 80 slasher movies well and- scream was the first well i'm gonna say it was the first it was like one of the first meta movies one of the first deconstructions that were out kind there. Kind of, yeah. Now, are, personally, yeah. I think the first deconstruction big blockbuster movie out there was Last Action Hero. That's just me. Which came out like two or three years. Everybody sleeps on that movie. We're going to do a review on it one day, Eli. <laughs> Not today, but we will. But Scream was right at a time when deconstruction came around where, you know, movie tropes were a thing. People started spotting them. And that's kind of what's made Scream separate itself from other movies. Even though after it named every single trope in movies, it just, when it just did those tropes in that same movie. So, I don't know. That's yeah. just me. But yeah, that's what it, that's every screen movie pretty much did that. It's it deconstructed the tropes of the sequel, movies, the trilogy, you know, the remake, um, you know. Yeah, the you know, the final girl, what the killer, the killer's motive, all that shit. Um I am not the biggest scream fan. I will admit that I loved the first movie a lot the first time I saw it, but then, you know, my girlfriend at the time watched it all the time and I bur- it burned me out and I also blame Scream for ruining horror in the 90s but I'm not going to get into that right now that's all the podcast okay so if Scream has done this much damage you know your personal life and horror movies and all stuff like that why even bother seeing it well the new one I mean I've kind of relaxed over my kid my kid got into them like you know when he was younger and I gave them a fresh look and they are just par- to me, they're comedies, they're parodies. It's like kind of like scary movie in a way, you know, they're just poking fun at horror, you know, and I get the references. So, and that's what I, that's, that's what I get out of it. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't know the lore. Don't ask me about cotton this and Billy Loomis is that and all that shit. I, I don't know. Uh, but as well, far the as the thing like, about Scream Three is that it's a it's a whole Me Too movie before Me Too was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, the whole I, movie I, is I about the casting yeah. cows. Like if you you see that's the thing, Eli. I, I'm not to interrupt you on your movie. <laughs> you keep thinking about scary movie. I mean, Scream in the terms of horror movies. That's not how you watch them. Like horror is there, but that's not how you watch. You got to watch them like no, like they're not. They're very as far as horror movies, they're very light. They're like right. fluffy horror movies. Like the which horror is, is, is there. why. I, yeah. yeah, which is why I'm not a big fan. They're like teeny bopper soap operas that, you know, 
They, they, they focus more on the drama and the not even uh, that they not even know. that they're about deconstruction that's what they're about it's not even about well, the yeah they, they do they do yeah. make fun of things and they are satire that's what they are they're all just satires to me um, right because like i say like the third movie I... people should re-watch that movie that the whole movie was about the casting couch and it was made by the harvey weinstein company at the time it just completely flew over at his head nobody brought it up i'm gonna make it a thing but that's no scream three gets shit on even by Scream fans. But right. I actually don't mind that one that much because it is like a parody of a parody of a parody. They're making a movie about a movie about a movie. Right. You know, like even and it's Jane, pairing trilogies, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Jay and Silent Bob are in that movie. It's like total farce. And it's 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 funny to me, you know, and that's what I get out of. I get the humor, I get the inside jokes of the movie tropes, you know. I don't yeah, I I, I know for some people. This is like how what got them into horror, and they're into that whole you know the drama of all the characters, and they know the lore, and you know of who was you know Sydney's mom and Sydney's dad, and everybody's this dad and their sister and their aunt, and who became the killer, and you know because they're they're creating these whodunit mysteries that I don't really give a shit about, but I watch them for for the references, you know, because they are just making fun of horror movies. And poking fun at the way horror movies are uh, are made, and even in this movie they were doing it. I mean, there was a scene that was hilarious to me. They were where the guy the guy was going through the whole house, and every time you'd oh he'd open a door, you'd think someone is going to be there, and then he'd open the door, no one's there, and then he'd go around, he'd turn <laughs> around, and it was it was like making fun of just how movie or horror movies are directed, how they're shot. You know, you know, and the the music, like this, the camera would zoom in on like what's behind them, and then you turn around, there's nothing there, and and it kept like doing these like false, like like teasing false jump scares because that's what we're used to, and it was funny to me, you know, um, and yeah, it's just making even some of the kills were referencing kills of horror movies that that you know horror fans would know, and there were some brutal kills too in this movie, um, but yeah, I mean it. It, it's just yeah it, it made meta references it talked about that they have a conversation where they talk about fans and what fans expect from movies what fans expect from franchises you know which is what you know the matrix did which is what uh, kind of what spider what spider-man cleverly did as far as like the andrew garfield situation and how it addressed fans fans reaction and toxic fandom you know the one guy was like there is no such thing as toxic fandom because fans are just love this thing so much, you know, they love something so much. So how could it be toxic when it's just love? I and mean, they make all these cool like uh, points about how people view the media and, and franchises. So in that sense, I enjoy it, you know, but uh, it's, it's still another teeny bopper soap opera, very fluffy, you know, and that's what I talk about as far as like scream kind of like made horror trendy in the nineties. You know, but it was like pretty horror, pretty glossy, you know, fluffy horror. Yeah. Jennifer you know? Love Hewitt. Yeah. yeah, she started showing up in movies. Yeah, like um, like yeah, me coming from you know growing up, growing up on eighties horror. That though, I was I was into the trashy, gory shit, you know, and that just lacked all those ninety slashers, you know. Well, it's this thing like Scream at the time was like like summer blockbuster back then when summer blockbuster meant something like they was you know okay the week after a will smith movie came out okay we got another screen movie like that's how summer big blockbuster you know so like i said at the time it it was it kind of transcended horror 
at the time. Not saying it was better than any horror movie at the time. It just said it transcended. Well, it made it's, horror huge. Yeah. It be, horror became trendy. And I was like, okay, cool. There's all yeah. these new horror movies come out, but they were kind of generic and lame, most of them. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know it's, it's funny that Scream made fun of horror, but it also inspired the very generic horror that they were making fun of, which is kind of ironic, you know, so... But, uh, yeah, all it did is just, and it, and it, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you made because it, it made it more like, okay, we can just use horror to propel this, uh, this star, this Hollywood star that we want. We want Jennifer Love Hewitt to be the next big thing. We can just put her in a franchise or put, you yeah. know, some dude that's going to be Superman in another movie, make him the franchise, you know, stuff, stuff like that. So yeah. I see what you're saying. And that's what they did in the eighties. I mean, Jamie Love or Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, came from Halloween, even Tom Hanks, most actors started out in shitty horror movies, you know, and they, they try to erase it. You know, Kevin Bacon was in the original Friday the 13th. Johnny know? Depp was in uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah. 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 You know, um, uh, but, but yeah, so I think it, you know, it, horrors never had, horrors never gotten, respect like even silence of the lambs they don't consider that a horror movie they well that's suspense yeah or that's a, thriller, that's yeah. A thriller. but that's like you know that, that, you know that that's they want they don't give horror its props you know and it's funny oh yeah elevated horror so <laughs> for the past few years i've been calling the you know the movies like hereditary and midsummer and the witch and the lighthouse and the rental i've been calling them emo horror you know, mm -hmm. because they're marketed as horror movies, but all they are are like dramas about people acting shitty to each other. You know, <laughs> I've never seen any of them, so I'm just yeah, they're just it, like so yeah. yeah, they're they're it's just really like depressing dramas, and then some horror shit happens at the end, and I've been calling them emo horror, you know, but in Scream, I guess they're called ele it's called elevated horror. <laughs> So again, I something I'm learning shit from a screen movie, you know. <laughs> I I guess I've never heard that term before, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, kind of making fun because yeah, this girl she's like, oh, I don't like those stab movies. Those stab movies are cheesy, and I'm not into that old generic, you know, slashers and shit. They're they're trashy. They're you know they they're uh, you know kind of one note movies. Um, kind of kind of repeating what Jada Pinkett said in Scream Two. And says, I like these new wave of horror movies like the Babadook and the, you know, and, and Hereditary and all the names, basically names all these new elevated horror movies, you know. So it's funny. And that, that's, that's kind of like the, the theme of it, like the old school fans versus the new fans that they are, feel are ruining the franchise. So in that way, that's what's clever about the new screen. Uh, Nick Drake, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, try watching there. Give a good comment once they get past the yada yada. Respecting the genre, couldn't get past that this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I it, it was okay. There was a um for spoilers. There's there was a once upon a time in Hollywood uh, reference that I don't know if anybody else got but me. But there's an actress. She's in the new Scream. She was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as one of the Manson family uh, girls. Um, she gets set on fire in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She also gets set on fire in this movie. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so spoilers. But I thought it, I laughed again. I laughed my ass off. And it was just, like I said, there was a couple of cool gnarly kills that I like. Oh, shit. Sweet. You know, 
you know, the, you know, wet my bloodthirst appetite. So, <laughs> but other than that, three out of five, you know, if you're into Scream, I don't know. I, I've heard some of the old school Scream fans have been like, think it's okay. But then I've heard other people say, oh, it's like, it's great. So I don't know. But to me, it's just, it's the same. It's another Scream movie, you know, make, making fun of itself, you know? So, yeah. Cool. Like I said, I had no interest in seeing it, going to the theaters and watching it. Uh, I'm, hell, I'm not even allowed in the theaters to watch anything <laughs> right now, anyway. Uh, but yeah, something like that. Like we talk about the Matrix had all these memory barriers and nostalgia. Hell, I wouldn't see the Matrix either. If it wasn't for HBO Max, I would have had no interest in seeing the Matrix. Just like I didn't see Ghostbusters or whatever like that. So I'll watch this whenever it drops on whatever, whatever. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, what do we got next? Okay. So you want to talk about Peacemaker? Oh, okay. Sure. I think yeah. everybody, we got everybody here. We might as well give them what they want before they leave. <laughs> you want to talk about Peacemaker right now? We can talk about, okay, yeah, yeah, go. let's talk about Moon Knight. So everybody want to talk about Moon Knight, we'll talk about Moon Knight and get into it, because I, I put it on the, the thing. So, yeah, so we're just going to talk about briefly about Moon Knight and what we, what who is Moon Knight, why should you care about Moon Knight, or why should you not care about Moon Knight? We'll just talk about that also, give you a quick rundown about Moon Knight. I know everybody that has is listening to this podcast has either know way more about Moon Knight than what we do, or you've already wicked Moon Knight before you even came in here. So anyway, we just give our quick, you know, uh, description of him. Basically, he's a 1970s guy. He was actually a Moon uh, Werewolf by Night villain. That was and Werewolf by Night. You will know who he is by the time uh, October comes around because he's going to have his own Disney Plus show. Also, his mercenaries sent to kill him. Uh, and he, basically, he for the 80s, he was Marvel's Batman, basically. Uh, this is Bill Sienkiewicz's run, basically what he was doing. Anything Neil Adams was doing, he was just ripping it off. You know, around the 80s, well, not around the 80s and 90s, around the 2000s, they started to do more deconstructive looking at Moon Knight. And that seems to be what the TV show is about to do also, at least from what I've seen. You know, they started making Moon Knight more, okay, he's not, well, first, let me give you a rundown of who Moon Knight is. Basically, he's a mercenary. Uh, he's he Jewish. Tomb- and he's Jewish. He was a Tomb Raider. <laughs> uh, he got supposedly killed by the guy that hired him and left for dead in the tomb he got it, but he was in a tomb of an ancient moon god that resurrected him, or so he thinks. Turns out... An, it, Egypt- it, it, an Egyptian moon, a pharaoh. <laughs> right, Egyptian pharaoh, even though he's Jewish and it's a whole thing. So, so the thing is, so for the whole, for the eighties, he was just, I'm worshiping the moon and the moon goddess and stuff like that. But then that's when the 2000s came around. Shazam, basically. At first in the eighties, but then they switched it around. Like I said, the 2000 people like, well, maybe he just made all this shit up. Maybe he's crazy. Oh yeah. Then they made him crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Then they crazy. So now he's got like, and so Uh, in the eighties, he had all these different identities like Jake Locke and steven grant and all stuff like that but then i thought like maybe they're not identities maybe they're not matches malone like in batman maybe he just thinks he is these guys you know and that's when you start getting into this associate dis- uh personality disorders uh steven grant identity and supposed to be a yeah, i remember dude. when he was a cab driver so yeah pretend- um, jake Lockley, pretending, yeah. pretending to be a cab driver well that's the thing was he pretending to be a cab driver or did he really <laughs> think he was a cab driver that's the thing see we don't know the, 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 the correct answer and who's gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the whole thing like is he a superhero is he just a nut that thinks he's a superhero and that's the thing so well, when we started getting... is it the lemire run or somebody's run where 
he was thinking he was like Wolverine and like all that, was that was, was Bendis. That was Bendis. Ben, was that Bendis? That was, was Bendis. Talk, yes, he was <laughs> talking to all these motherfuckers. Yeah, like Captain in his America head. and Wolverine, yeah, like the thing and all. The, they're all go. talking. He's having conversations with all these superheroes who weren't there. But nobody's really around him. I'm like, okay, you're going a little bit too far. So, you know. did he really get to bang Echo, or did he? <laughs> was that all in his head? <laughs> Why not? Everything else in his head. <laughs> You know, Echo was there. Black Widow was there. That's right. <laughs> she Hulk was there. Just like, yeah, why not? I'm I'm making it up. It's my it's my imagination. Why not? You know, no. I'm crazy. You know. So that's the whole thing. So people, depending on the writer, they determine whether or not Moon Knight has superpowers and is possessed by a moon guy, or he just made all the shit up and he's just making it up and it's just really just his own comic book that he's just writing in his own head. Jeff Lemire did the best balancing act where if you read Jeff Lemire's run, you really don't know, even after you read his run, you're like, is he crazy or is he a superhero? And the answer is yes. <laughs> so you don't really know what happened. There. He went into space in that, in that run. Did he go to space? I don't know. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. So you, and that's the thing. So these writers are kind of bouncing around between it. The TV show, like I said, we actually start looking at what's going on with it. Um, uh, it feels like they're going to, oh, he's crazy. But I think he was beating up a werewolf in the com uh thing. And then he did jump over the moon in the TV show. So I think they may be doing like a balancing act also where he may be crazy and he may be a superhero. Um, the British guy, yeah, 616 man, you lay that is Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant is not British in the comics. He's supposed to be like a I think that's the billionaire personality. I think yeah. he's a billionaire. Yeah, but Phil and then is somebody the, yeah. is the Merc or something. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah okay <laughs> uh moon knight hustling and david finch run he was watched the vigilante with dark knight runs by he's in there his villain yeah. bushmaker cut off his face exactly. right bushmaster cut, cut off his face yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying he's always been just lame batman to me i've never and that's but the thing if if anytime you make him batman he sucks you know <laughs> because there's no reason to make him batman and then i get it marvel wants the batman's popular we need a batman that's not why if you Batman, why are you wearing all white at nighttime? That should tell you right there you're crazy. You know? yeah. So it's like they said, hey, you, you, do you like Batman? Do you like Shazam? Do you like the mummy? Well, here's all that, only it sucks. <laughs> it's called Moon Knight. <laughs> it's just a big gumbo thing. And people always try to make Moon Knight a thing. Moon Knight is not a thing. He's never been a thing. This is a D-list hero at best. They're just scraping the bottom of the barrel when they go. Then they tried to make him a Punisher, like he's all psychotic, like the Punisher, and and I'm yeah. And even when Moon Knight is hanging around, Punisher, like okay, Punisher, where we're gonna do, where we're gonna go next? And you can tell Punisher's looking like, like, why are you here? You know, <laughs> like, go what, away. What, what? Come on, Frank, shoot this fucking guy, will you? <laughs> like, am I that lame? I'm hanging around Moon Knight now. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Daredevil? Where's Spider Man? Where's cool <laughs> Ghost Rider? Come on, give me somebody. Uh, we would change this stuff up real quick for general audiences. Oh yeah, this oh. is. So, yeah, I know this wasn't this supposed to be the hard where where Marvel the Disney goes ham. With right, this supposed to be street level and yeah. all like this. This isn't that. This uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah I they, saw the trailer. People want this to be Daredevil. This is yeah. not Daredevil. And honestly, Eli, I think if you turn Moon Knight into Daredevil, you will fail. That's not how you write them. Well, wh like, whatever they're whatever they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, no, but I'm interested in what they're doing because they're going with the psychological, you know, in your head type thing. And I'm fine with that. If you do that with Moon Knight, he can kind of work. But if you just oh, turn him so in the street he's level, just, he's just acting with the British accent. 
Yes, yes. He's that's not the thing. really he's, British. He's not he's really just, British. Yeah. He's like, pip, pip, cheerio, jolly good. <laughs> right. He he stayed up like watching Doctor Who and just, you Sweet know. the just... chimney, I will, I will. <laughs> right. And then he'll turn into Mark Specht and he'll be have a New York accent like in episode two or something like that. So yeah, I'm they, thinking that's what he's going to start singing songs from Oliver, you know, kind of sing yourself. <laughs> At home, <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, I'm I'm cool with it because they got the right guy to play him. Like I said, they got Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac can do it because I always in my head imagine that if you're gonna do a guy that's gonna be Moon Knight, it's got to be like uh, James McAvoy in Split. They got to have a guy like that, just nutso, sixty four personalities running around, a guy that can pull it off convincingly. Now you can't get James McAvoy, of course, because he might come back and do something else. But Oscar Isaac. He can do it. He can pull it off. I who's know people don't. Chick? She, the chick who's playing She-Hulk. She, she did that show. too. Like she, played a whole bunch of personalities stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You needed somebody that can do all that convincingly. And Oscar Isaac can do it. He can pull off a British accent. He can pull off New York accent and whatever the hell else that they decide to do with Moon Knight. You know. What's his name? Dan Stevens. You, you didn't watch Legion. Legion kind of did that too. He played like different versions of himself. Yeah, all these personalities like that. So you got to have, that's the thing. So whoever you get, you got to have a guy. He can't be Batman. If you just turn him into Batman, you turn him into Daredevil, you have already failed Moon Knight. So if anybody, so my personal opinion, if you come here looking for Daredevil or Punisher or something like that, you're going to be disappointed. Because if Marvel goes that route, they already failed. I think. Well, that's the thing. That's that's the problem with the character. He was already a ripoff. He doesn't have an identity. So they're just doing... Oh, he we'll has have, all we'll the have, oh, everybody's identity. <laughs> everybody's everybody, identity. <laughs> you know, you want Superman? There he is, Moon Knight. You know, you want to go to Moon? Okay, yeah, he's there. You yeah, know? he's flying to the Moon. He's Superman. See, <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> Just fill in the blank. Moon Knight is, and whatever you want. <laughs> he's a Mad Lib. <laughs> right. You know, so they do it all. Vegetable That's... mineral. <laughs> Doom Patrol. Yeah, it needs to be like Doom Patrol. That's exactly what it needs to be. They need to be Marvel, not Daredevil. It needs to be Doom Patrol. That's what it is. So, so yeah. did we get you excited for Moon Knight? Probably not. But that, that's the I thing. <laughs> but it's gonna Le- be the Leroy thing. Leroy said we're gonna do a whole show on Moon Knight. Oh my gosh! Oh no 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 no! no. I didn't I, say we we're gonna do a whole. You were sick. Ain't you still sick? <laughs> for Moon Knight, I'm like. <laughs> I think I'm sick this week, Leroy. I'm Did somebody say Moon Knight? <laughs> yeah. You can talk about Moon Knight. I- I'm sick. I- I'm a call-in sick. <laughs> <laughs> I gave, hey, Moon Knight gave you COVID. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, sh- I-, I mean, I've been shitting. <laughs> Got the All Moon right. Knight <laughs> Okay. Let- let's talk. Now we gave everybody what they wanted. Let's go to, uh, let's talk about Peacemaker now. So let's, like I said, this was episode four. Uh, Eli knows some things you want to talk about on it, so I'll, I'll let you get a chance to talk about uh, Peacemaker. Oh, I just thought it was funny. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I'm digging <laughs> the show. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, uh, Vigilante. Vigilante had me laughing my ass off. Uh, when he goes, to yeah, jail. I wasn't expecting to like him as much as he did. I thought it was gonna be kind of crazy. He but pretty much stole this episode. I thought he stole it. It was like a vigilante episode. I was like, yeah, give me more vigilante. Even just him being passive aggressive, you know, yeah. in the car the whole time. Thank you. I've never had a friend quite like you. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You, you don't know? give a shit about my toe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that shit he was saying when he goes to jail and to get his dad, uh, he basically said all the shit that I say that gets me put into Facebook jail. 
So- <laughs> but at the same time, Eli, he was doing it on purpose to antagonize people. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you expect was going to happen? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you still, I just, that, that's the only reason why I go to the Fox News page. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn comedy king. Yeah, like I said, James Gunn, just keep it going with the comedy. Some of them just like, oh, well, I can't believe he's getting away with this stuff. You know, this, this is stuff, especially the stuff the vigilante was saying at the end. <laughs> I like this yeah. is going to piss off somebody. And not, of course, I guess the people he's going to piss off are the people that don't watch this stuff anyway. You know, yeah, but I kind of get what he's doing just with the peacemaker concept, like why he's even doing a peacemaker show because peacemaker is that guy that you think like what we always talk about superheroes, how they're just you know the the male white power fantasy, and that's kind of what peacemaker is. He's a frat boy, and he has to learn how not to live like a frat boy. Well, just that conversation with the neighbor, that old man, he's like, You ain't no superhero, superheroes have villains. And she, right <laughs> like batman he's got the riddler the joker and blah, blah and then and he says what we all say why doesn't batman kill him he would you know all the the the, the, the all the murders he's responsible for because he doesn't kill these criminals you know right and, and everybody's everybody like, like oh but batman doesn't kill you know <laughs> right and everybody's going and you know as soon as that as soon as i saw that on hbo i knew that was going to go viral and lo and behold it went viral immediately i almost posted it that night but i was like no, i'm gonna wait i don't want to spoil the people as soon as I even thought about it, I saw like about three, four <laughs> of those videos online. Just See, like I that. told you that's why Batman sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have to understand that Peacemaker is a supervillain. So you can't yeah. take anything he says for heart, you know, just like, oh, this is what he means or hashtag Peacemaker was well, right. Don't don't do that. That's, that's the thing. All the best villains think don't think they're villains. They think they're heroes. That's what right. makes them great villains. You know? Right, but the thing is that when Peacemaker starts saying stuff that people are already saying, they're going to say, oh, Peacemaker is a hero. Like, no, Peacemaker is not a hero. Remember, yeah. he was the villain yeah. of Suicide Squad. <laughs> people keep but saying to forget th- that. I think that's the purpose of the show. We're seeing, I don't know if it's going to be total redemption, but mm-hmm. you see he's conflicted, that he wants to be the hero. He wants to do good, but can he? You know, and I think that's... That's what made the show interesting, especially because, um, I mean, this episode was directed by Jody Hill, and he mm-hmm. he did uh, like Eastbound and Down, all those Kenny Powers or uh, Danny McBride shows, you know, where he basically takes despicable characters, like douchebag asshole characters, and sort of injects depth and heart, gives them like like emotional depth where you kind of yeah, this was an feel, emotional episode yeah you kind of yeah. feel bad for them even though they're still assholes you kind of care about them though you know and i i love that i love where you take an because that just makes them a, an interesting character you know um so yeah i like that it, so when i saw oh directed by jody hill no shit you know uh so yeah that's what i liked about it they're taking this he's a he's the total dick but you're starting to they're peeling the layers back. You're finding out about him, and you're in, and at the heart, he wants to do good. It's just the question: is can he? Is is right. is it too late for him? You know. So that's what or I found even or even just learning social skills, but because that's part to, of it also. Yeah. yeah, and also vigilante. Vigilante is a fucking psych. He's basically a, a Punisher knockoff, but he still has a code. Like he was ready to kill. He's like, if I, the older me, I would have killed you just for smoking weed. He was saying in the last episode. <laughs> right. Or like you know? do it for gra- graffiti or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he like, uh, you know, cause I remember reading like a, 
the thing about the Punisher is no matter who, it depends who's writing them. If it was a Spider-Man, if it was a Spider-Man comic, Punisher was a total asshole. He's like shooting at jaywalkers. That's against the law, jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Know? But he was at like that extreme. Like if no, if you break the law, you deserve to die, no matter what the law is. You know, <laughs> and I think that's what Vigilante was. Like he's a total murdering psychopath, but he still has a code. Like oh, you know, your dad's racist. You know, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but that's the thing. Like I said, if he was a racist supervillain, so why wouldn't you kill him if you're a vigilante, you yeah. know, or a, a murdering superhero? Like that's the type of guy you would go after. You know, yeah. So. so that that's that's interesting yeah that that he that he is friends with peacemaker yeah <laughs> but, but i mean it makes sense because they're two peas in a pod really they're both yeah. two two psychopaths so yeah of course yeah. they would they would be but another thing that catches my attention also is out of bio i'm seeing a, uh which used, yeah, used to be a, a district attorney in comics and now he's a punch of parody yeah but the thing is back in the 80s he wasn't a parody he was just basically dc's punisher just like moon knight was D- uh, marvel's batman he was dc's punisher he just went around shooting people and shit but now i guess they realize how stupid that would be like in 2000 and and plus people are going after superheroes like that anyway because that 80s and 90s you know macho shit so yeah of course you would turn him into a parody uh i was going, I was going somewhere with this <laughs> oh out of bio out of bio okay the reason i'm going with that because you can see that she and peacemaker two sides of the same coin because Peacemaker is trying not to become his father, just like Adebayo is trying not to become her mother. But she did some Amanda Waller shit in this show, in this episode. Mm-hmm. When she uh, was basically like manipulating, uh, manipulating, manipulating yeah. vigilante and doing that, that's the shit Amanda Waller did. Yeah. You know. So and it's just conflicted. like. Yeah, there's all these internal conflicts. Yeah. This yeah. Is, I'm going to watch this episode that's what i'm saying like we just thought it's gonna be just jokes and stuff and stuff like that but no it's actually like internal conflict and you these characters have like like pathos and and motivation behind the stuff they do they're becoming characters becoming real people yeah which Mm, is something james gunn has always been good at like taking these band of misfits and making them a family and where you end up caring about them yeah and the apple dumpling gang that was I don't know where he pulled that joke out some of. Some of those lines, just some, of, just some of the lines, like why does I had everybody to just stop it? <laughs> why does everybody keep fucking you to me? <laughs> oh, like man, some of like I haven't heard that shit in like thirty years, man. I had to just where did you pull that from? You know, but the Apple Gup, Gup game were successful. They were successful, but I was just like, where did you pull that reference from? This is. <laughs> Oh, oh man but yeah like, like i said honestly peacemaker is not over with yet but i think other than watchmen this is the best dc tv show they've ever made better than smallville better than anything <laughs> on the cw <laughs> you know yeah. this is well, the it's best like, it's TV right show. Up, it's right up my alley it's it's violent it's bloody it's gory it's crude it's vulgar so i'm loving it <laughs> and i'd even go as far as say this is the best thing the dceu has ever produced I mean, you can't really argue with it, even though the show isn't done yet. If the show keeps up the pace it's going, I will solidify it and definitely put my stamp on it. But even if the pace is going right now from what I've seen, yeah, this is the best thing the DCEU has produced out of any of the movies. This is the first show they've made. So, yeah. So that's, that's my opinion. So if you haven't seen it, highly recommended from us from what we've seen so far. Definitely check it out. And they made so many 
reference. This expands the DCEU more than any other movies have. They've mentioned Batmite. They've mentioned <laughs> Matter Eater Lad. Like, whoa, really? That's a deep cut there, you know? Uh, so, yeah. So, so what we, okay, we're done with that. Let's move on past that. Uh, we talked about Moon Knight. Okay, let's talk about the video game section. Eli, this is huge news. Normally, when we talk about the video game section, there's nothing to talk about. Most of them just bored with shit, not just like makeup shit. This is huge news. What happened right here? Hold on, let's see what we got here. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, technically, kinda? Harley was in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So, and Kathy Boomerang and Rick Flag, yeah, and Amanda Waller, yeah, and Amanda Waller. So, that is from the DCEU. So, <sighs> kind of, but at the same time, James Gunn just might be doing his own thing and not really care what they do because they keep going on this thing about how Batman doesn't kill. And Ben what? Affleck like murdered everybody. He saw. I mean, movies. like, fuck the Snyder verse. Let's have the the James Gunn verse. <laughs> Might yeah, just give me the James Gunn verse if that's what if that's, if this is what we're gonna get, you know. Yeah. Because I love for Matt Eater Lad or Arm Fall Off Boy to you know show up in one of these shows, you know some shit. <laughs> uh, or even Snowflame. Snowflame would definitely show up in. For those who don't know who Snowflame is, <laughs> it's a deep cut reference. Yeah, they haven't mentioned him. We I, I reviewed him one time, but anyway, Snowflame is a DC villain that gets super strength from cocaine. That's his power. Oh, I think you fucking yeah. I think you. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. So if <laughs> anybody can bring Snowflame to the DCEU, it's James Gunn. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Like, yeah. Who would, but who would play that motherfucker though? Who would play Snowflame? This I mean, he already got up. Pete Davidson in the, in the fuck. We need somebody. Nobody would care. Nobody would care. He'd just bring Pete Davidson <laughs> Jim back. Carrey? <laughs> Jim Carrey? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah, anyway, back to the uh, back to the video game section. Okay, Eli, this is huge news right here. Because uh, Xbox just bought Activision for $68.7 billion. This is bigger than the Disney Fox deal. This is huge. And for everything that Activision has, that means that Xbox now owns Call of Duty. Uh, well, I got add a list. I got a list. They well, own Star Call Wars, of Duty. As of, as of now, Star Wars, too. Because Star Wars, or is that EA? Well, no, that's that's EA. That's EA. Yeah, okay. But even, even then, that license is, uh, you know, they can take, take that license away anytime they want to. So they own Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty. They own Call of Duty. This is huge. World of Warcraft. They own Candy Crush. This is insane. That's this is the biggest like entertainment purchase like I think ever. I mean, like as far as like absorbing another co- uh, company, because it's huge. Like I said, now why would you spend that much just on that much? Because the video game industry is insane. They make all kind of moves. Like they're the biggest industry out right now. They're bigger than everything. Uh, like I said, you may not play Call of Duty, but you may play Candy Crush or some shit. You know. Uh, what the fuck is going to happen to Sony now? What is going to happen to Sony? Here's the thing that's going to happen to Sony. So the CEO of Xbox actually said he got, he tweeted, he got off the phone with Sony. He said that all standing agreements that are owned right now on all platforms are going to stay there. And Call of Duty is going to stay on PlayStation. So as far as what's going to happen to Sony, probably nothing. Probably Sony's going to stay the same thing. But here is the kicker. Xbox isn't going after all these companies for the console war. They don't care about a console war. The console war, that shit died with Sega Nintendo back in the 90s. They're on to other stuff. 
This is Game Pass. That's what this is. All this stuff, they want you to sign up for Game Pass. They don't care if you buy Xbox. As long as you get that Game Pass, you have all these games. So all every Call of Duty game is coming to Game Pass. Candy Crush coming to Game Pass. They just bought Bethesda uh, like last year sometime for almost the same amount of money. And it's like Fallout and Skyrim and all those games. Doom. They own Doom. You know, so Xbox owns everything. So, but if you get Game Pass, you get all of that stuff. You can play it. That's scary stuff. So they're not even going after them. They're going after like uh So you're gonna need like a big ass hard drive. No, you won't because they everything's gonna Is be it streaming. All online streaming. It's all gonna be streaming. So you could get a hard drive, but you could do the streaming stuff also. They're already starting to pull that stuff out. Uh big extra content. So yeah, damn near every game that's out, you can just get on Xbox and be done with it. Cause I mean, hell, how many people play Call of Duty? I know people that only play call of duty they don't own any other game maybe madden maybe 2k maybe fifa that's it and they'll just play that all year around four hours a day playing it smoking weed that's all they do weed and call of duty that's it so yeah crazy times uh can you move on to the next part of podcast sure okay like I said, it's comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books. So we're going to talk about all. It was actually like a ton of books that came out this week. Yeah, I'm man. Not, what the hell? Like, yeah, they, could, like, they couldn't like they couldn't like you know spread it out over the month. They dropped yeah, like that was like because nothing dropped last week. I had to like find stuff last yeah. week, and this time it was just too much stuff to just get, even get my hands on. So yeah, yeah. But uh, Eli, you want to go first or? Um, I don't care. Sure, I guess. Because I, I think you got, I think you got more than me. But yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, let me. Uh, fuck it, fuck it. Let's get the one no one cares about out the way. No one gives a shit, uh, right? <laughs> uh oh. Well, what do we got? What do we got? <laughs> uh, uh, Star Wars: High Republic, number thirteen. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm into this. I'm into this shit. Uh, basically, um, this. So, of our Chris, the main Jedi. The, she's like the the Xavier of the Jedi Order in this during this uh, era. This is two hundred years before Phantom Menace, um, and she is basically the Marshal of Starlight Beacon. They're basically colonizing the outer rim of the galaxy, and they're at war with the Nile. These space pirates. Anyways, Avar Chris, she's like the leader Jedi, the head Jedi. She's like Xavier. She can like read everybody's minds kind of like cerebro anyways in this book she she's kind of going dark which would be very bad so they're at war with the nile they're after lorna dune not lorna dune aren't those cookies lorna d i know supermodel <laughs> i guess but yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> lorna d anyway she's one of the the nile um henchmen or henchwoman she's female and um she's been fucking up the jedi she like turned the the two twins into like like uh husks like like skinless husks and shit she's been fucking up the jedi anyways so avar chris shows up with the crew of jedi here and they're fucking them up and she's right about she's about to kill one of the fucking nile guys and um the the, the padawan chris is like yo that's not the jedi way my master skier the trandoshan who went dark few issues ago you expelled them from the jedi order for doing the same shit you're doing 
and a bar Chris is like, no, get out of my way. And then the last panel is them clashing lightsabers. So they're going to duel. So this Padawan, well, she's just been knighted. She's about to fight the like most powerful Jedi who's starting to go dark. So that's pretty cool, I think. So I was, this might be one. No, this ain't my book of the week, but I'll give it a four out of five. This was cool. So on to the next. Yeah, keep it going. Okay. Okay. But you, you got a book of the week. Okay. I'm curious about that. I got, yeah, I do. (laughs) Okay. I read that King origin story, many cool art and great storytelling aspect was convoluted as fuck. Yes. Any, any Kang story is convoluted as fuck. That's just, that's just Kang. That's why I really don't even like him as a character because all those Avengers stories were just weird. They would kill him. And then he would show up two seconds later, be like, I'll get revenge on you. So like, wait, what? You know? And then, yeah. (laughs) So stupid shit. Anyway, let's talk about this. Uh, We're going to talk about the lives of the X lives of Wolverine or 10 lives of Wolverine. Or the 10 lives of Wolverine. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what you call it. Uh, Yeah. But we're just going to go with that. The 10 lives of Wolverine, X lives of Wolverine, whatever like that. Anyway, what is this book? I don't, I didn't do, do any kind of research or, you know, look at any kind of advertisement because Marvel actually advertised for the stuff nowadays. But after reading it, it's basically Quantum Leap. Wolverine just hops into like different time periods, I guess. Of so it's like Days of Future Past, like the Wol- movie. Wol- Wolverine and uh, Omega Red. Oh, yeah. Wolverine and Omega Red, like time hopping around and stuff like that. So I guess that's cool what's going on. Um, but yeah, basically it's quantum leap. That's what it is. So that's what I'm going to call it. Um, now Eli, the thing is this book, I read this book for free, technically not free, but it was part of the Marvel unlimited subscription like day one. So, cause I was about, yeah. So I was about to buy it. I was about to, you know, spend, I guess, $6, whatever it is like that. And I just looked up on Marvel unlimited and it was just there. I'm just like, Whoa, I can save that money, you know? go get some Arby's, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so I hopefully they'll keep this thing going, but I, hold on, let me see what we got here. Wolverine you kind of get me hungry for Arby's. I kind of want jalapeno. You don't poppers. want Arby's. I'm, I'm sorry. This this podcast is not sponsored by Arby's. Come on, man. Jalapeno poppers with the Bronco berry sauce. <laughs> Next bet you lose, you eating Arby's, okay? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the X lives of Wolverine. Okay, so... Based on how the book starts off, uh, it's some bullshit about a time watch, but they try to make it seem like it's a real book, but it's not. Don't it's care. Deep. Yeah, deep. it's the yeah. about time is linear <laughs> and circular, and who gives a fuck? Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Professor X shows up, you know, tells Wolverine it's time. So what are we talking about? We'll find out. We go to the next page, and yeah, so a bunch of Hickman leftover stuff. Who cares? Oh. Uh, we go to the Xavier Mansion back in, well, I didn't really give a time, but yeah, it was back then. Uh, and she's and Xavier's mom is about to give birth. You know, mm-hmm. downstairs, his dad is talking to his, you know, his butler. He's just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to raise the kids to do this. Uh, and then I guess the groundskeeper or the gardener, you know, comes out and then uh, it throws the shear at him. And then Wolverine jumps out of nowhere and saves him before he gets his head taken off. He's like, you got a gun? He's like, yeah, a gun. You, you. Uh, go get it and then the groundskeeper uh doesn't have a thing doesn't have a thing on him yet uh but yeah and then he just oh yeah so now you see the omega red symbol and you know he's got the omega red things coming out of him so he's omega red because omega red in this book can possess people you know 
And so he's yeah. So I'm just gonna go past that. Wolverine so is he I'm, is he possessing or is he hopping time body hopping? Well, he's hopping people in in this time period. Like yeah. he's that he's the gardener first, and then once you get in the house, he jumps into somebody else's body. So, but also. is that or, or wait, are those bones? Yeah, those are bones. Yeah. So the thing before, that, so before he got them titanium or whatever, got the metal on them. Or they might be carbonadium or whatever, you know. But like I said, it's it's a it's it's in the past. So yeah. so whatever's going on, I, I guess, yeah. But that being said, we go, we cut to present time, uh, and we go to I guess Go Balls, I guess what his name is. Anyway, Omega Red knocks his ass out, uh, takes him to the portal because he, he needs his face to go through the portal, which that's not how the portals work, but who cares? <laughs> You know, uh, anyway, so he goes in there and he looks up his own files, he's asked what he's doing, and he finds the Omega Red resurrection protocols. He finds what they're doing to him or, or what they plan to do to him. And then it's when you got this whole diatribe thing like that. Basically, what's going on is that when Omega Red gets, uh, when they need to resurrect him again, what they're going to do is that they're going to alter his DNA where he's no longer poisonous. But that's against the rule. That's against the growing law. Once you bring somebody back, you can't alter them. You can't tweak them. They have to be the exact same way they were before they went in. And Beast, you know, in the bottom of it, he's just like, look, when I tell you to cook something, you cook something, you know, down at the bottom. You order what we cook. You know, that's what Beast says. So basically, they're altering the rules of the growing law. And Omega Red finds that out. You know, he goes on it. So anyway, um, Xavier's mom giving birth. They're trying to make sure that you know Omega Red doesn't come in there. They give birth to one, uh, give birth to the baby. Uh, Wolverine's fighting and he's got claws also. So and he chops up Omega Red or tries to, you know. Oh, and then Omega Red leaves his body. He was like, "What are you doing? I don't know where I am." And he realized, ah, uh, he body hopped. He's in the room with with the uh, with the baby. He's fallen. Or was that that movie with Denzel? Was it? Yeah, was where they got just... they're possessing the different bodies and shit. But didn't that you have to like touch the other person? Touch or something? Yeah, yeah, touch other shit. He didn't touch. He just or the he first just power. There. First power did that shit too. Or shocker, shocker was another. But shocker went through the TV, right? He went through the TV. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was surprised Omega... you seen shocker. You actually saw shocker. No, I didn't see Shocker. I, oh. It was a uh, it was a Master P album, like back in the nineties. So that's the only reason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he shoots the butler because the but- butler turned into Omega Red. So he's just like, I'm not putting up with you. I'm gonna just shoot you. So he's dead. Um. But then she's having another baby. Rishi have another baby because anybody who knows whoever read the Josh Whedon run of X Men. <laughs> Oh, was the Grant Morrison run? I can't remember what it was. But anyway, uh, Professor X has a had a twin sister. They fought over who was going to come out the womb. He choked his sister in his mom's womb and killed her when she came out. I so, did not know that. That is a thing. So that's why when the other baby came out, the other baby died. That's because Professor X killed that baby. That's Cassandra, or he thought he killed the baby because the baby came back, uh, became a supervillain, uh, blew up Genosha with a whole bunch of Sentinels. Go read Grant Morrison run. I'm not going to talk about that shit. Anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> Xavier's daddy looked familiar. Looked like somebody else. What does he look like? Like an old Archie character. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he sees Omega Red choking the shit out of his wife <laughs> as he's about to shoot the uh the the midwife. You know, and James Cagney, top of the world, mom. I can kind of see it. 
I kind of see it, but he got me. Oh, maybe like a Dick Tracy character, something like that. Anyway, Omega Red, news the bones, take the shotgun away from her, uh, smacks in the head, and that's when Wolverine breaks through the door. He's there, though, because, you know, he was downstairs. Um, I don't care about that shit. We'll move past that. It was a cool panel, though, right here. It was a cool panel about all the life because that's what oh, they're yeah. doing. Yeah, basically what's going on, and it kind of sums up what's going on right now is that Wolverine has to go through all his past whatevers and stuff like that. So that's what they're doing right yeah. now. But anyway, Wolverine, Omega Red fights some more. Omega Red is just like, yeah, if you leave out. Oh, yeah, and the wife, and the wife don't know who's who. So she's like, I'm going to just shoot both of you. You know, get the hell out of my house. She still got Xavier, you know, umbilical cord tied to her, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, and Omega Red's in present day, and I think that's Col- uh, Colossus' brother is now the president of Russia or something. I don't know. I guess some shit. Um, yeah, and then Wolverine's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. She shoots, <laughs> you know. Uh, Omega Red takes her, and then she's about to kill her, and then uh, Dad pokes her eye out, and then xavier's crying and then wolverine picks up the uh xavier takes the uh, cuts the umbilical cord so you know basically I'm, I'm protecting this baby you know and then omega red comes at him wolverine just sidestep and then it just falls out the window it okay so yeah so he quantum leaped he saved xavier and he body hops into another time period and now he's with team seven i guess in vietnam or korea i can't remember when team seven was doing whatever they were doing but i guess it don't matter but anyway professor x is here also somewhere gene gray tells him that you got to go save him yeah so i kind of know what's going on in this book but kind of don't know what's going on in this book but i'm just i'm just here i'm just it was free so like whatever is for action it was pretty cool like yeah, the art the art was awesome. Yeah, yeah and the, the the fight scenes and the you know pretty cool fucking fights and action and shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I for the most part I enjoyed it, but yeah, it is. Yeah, he's just gonna go chase Omega Red through time as Omega. It's the Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> every time back. hopping travel yeah, book. Like, yeah, like does this to... book need to exist? It does not need yeah. to exist. But if you want to give me a book where it's basically like a, a greatest hits of Wolverine's past, yeah. whatever, okay, whatever. I, I haven't read a Wolverine book in a while. So yeah, that's that's good. the only reason why I picked it up. I mean, but it's gonna be like for the next 10 weeks, it's another weekly book. But yeah, it's, it's like free, weekly, like yeah, it's like the ex of Wolverine and then the deaths of Wolverine, lies Wolverine, blah 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 blah. blah yeah. yeah. So but if it's gonna be free on Marvel, because I do have Marvel, yeah, Marvel so Unlimited. If you- I, now I don't know if it was a out. glitch or something. They was just like, "Oh shit, we didn't mean to drop that." You know, I don't know if it's if that's the deal. So you know, but I guess we'll find out Tuesday or Wednesday whenever these books drop whether or not the the death of Wolverine will be on there. Also, uh, great action. But yeah, the the action yeah. was awesome. It was clear. It was concise. Uh, like I said, um, they didn't explain everything, but of course they weren't gonna explain everything. It's a ten issue story, so not gonna give you everything up front. But you kind of you know you got an idea of what's going yeah. on. So yeah. what what is she? You, you know, Omega Red's the Terminator out to kill John John Connor. Yeah. And and, and, and Wolverine's Kyle Reese. Right. Back. He's Kyle Reese. John Connor is <laughs> Professor X, so he's just going through time trying to kill Professor X. Yeah. Because Colossus' brother is the president of Russia for some reason. And yeah, okay. Whatever. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm on the ride. It was an entertaining book. So yeah. 
even though I kind of halfway knew what was going on, but yeah. Even, uh, though, but, even uh, though I'm like, how come everybody that Omega Reg possesses has the tentacles? <laughs> right. But they get them automatically, I guess. Yeah. Like, like whatever. And I'm a, sure. I'm going to cool. take and, Cool. And like, they are, they are not, I guarantee you, they are not going to explain it. <laughs> Even when we get to the very end of this book, they're not going to explain it. It's just going to be like, yeah. fuck it, don't worry about it. Just, just I don't go give a it. shit, whatever. <laughs> the correct like said, answer Hick- is who gives a shit? <laughs> the correct answer, Hickman's gone, so nobody cares anymore. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, what you got now? Uh, what do I have? We still on Marvel? Did I read? Okay, well, what other Marvel book did I read? Oh, The Hulk. Okay, The Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I I read that also. Did you? But I'm gonna let you talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Donny Cates is this number three? Yeah. It yeah. feels like it's longer, but yes, yeah, it's number three. <laughs> it's only number three. <laughs> so as you well know, Donny Cates um, turned the Hulk into a spaceship. Or or a kaiju or a, a Voltron robot, basically, and all the personalities are inside. Bruce Banner, the Bruce Banner personality is inside the Hulk, piloting him, and he can <clears throat> keep the Hulk really powerful by sending wave after wave of enemies for the fight for the Hulk to fight in his consciousness, in his mind. That's what keeps him. And the stronger the enemy, the the more power he gets for his engine. Yeah. Of his Hulk spaceship. Yeah. So yeah. He, he went through some portal and now he's in some other dimension where he met another Bruce Banner from some other, you know, uh, Earth or whatever. Um, and basically said uh, that, what the fuck happened? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. He, okay. He, Basically, the gamma bomb was a success. Oh, that's right. So the yeah, he he was a, he was from an Earth where the gamma bomb was 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 a success and it powered everything. But then everyone started he started turning the whole world into a planet of hulks. Right. And or then, he called um, them abominations. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, and then Dark Hulk shows up. Right somewhere, what happens? Something like that happens. Doesn't he, he show up? He thinks Dark Hulk shows up. Okay. Oh, that's he's having a nightmare. That's right. That was the nightmare. Um, and then Th- Thunderbolt Ross is at the end. <laughs> I don't remember. And who, who's the president of the United States now? It's President Ross. Yeah. yeah. President <laughs> President Thunderbolt Ross sent um, somebody. No, it sent. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's like it's it's like all of a sudden we're gonna go cerebral and all and, and this whole all this shit this wham bam explosion you know blockbuster shit all of a sudden it went like heady and I'm like uh, okay so eh. Eli I, I promise I, just me <laughs> I'm done <laughs> I'm 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 off this Hulk train man I'm done man you can't give me. You know that great run that Al Ewan did where he's talking to God and the devil and talking about existentialism. And now we're like in a Hulk spaceship where he's beating Wolverine with a, a giant Wolverine kaiju monster with his own claw. Yeah. And a, Spider Hulk and what that's or a Hulk thing. Spider, it's, it's, whatever. It's yeah. like it's like trying to be like this big, dumb action, campy monster movie. And then this issue, it goes all, you know what? We're gonna be smart now. 
And I'm like, no. Like, no, you can't do that. You can't no, do that. If you're going to be no. dumb, stay dumb. Yeah. Don't, don't switch Just it. Give me more smashy smash shit. <laughs> right. You know, I don't, I don't care I, Hulk, about... Hulk don't want to think. Yeah, yeah. Hulk want to yeah. smash. Puny banner. I don't give a shit. Like the nightmare and all that shit. And then, okay. Okay, if you get, if he goes up against the planet of Hulks, that would be cool. Right. But then he doesn't. And then, <laughs> and then Thunderbolt Ross is president. And I'm like, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I can't, I can't, I can't with this book anymore. Just let me know <laughs> when Thor shows up and they start fighting again. Then I'll halfway pay attention in. But well, that's coming Hulk, up soon. Yeah. That, that that's coming up, but it's. Yeah, that event. Yeah, is but this soon. Hulk spaceship shit, he's in another dimension. And President Ross, nah, the Hulk book sounds like a book. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It wasn't a conflicting tone at first. It was just a dumb book. It was just dumb with him just beating up shit and stuff like that. Yeah, then it spaceship. switched up all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, it's Robot Hulk, and they're just con- piloting him. And yeah, that sounds okay, sure. You know, take him to space, let him fight Hulk, Thor. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm waiting for. Let's let's just get to that. You know, this one they tried to get all sci-fi and heady, and you know, don't like <laughs> you're losing me. You're losing me, Case. And that's the thing. And I like Kate, but this book is too weird. I hate to just drop a Case book, but it's so weird and it's just tone is so so all over the place. I I gotta drop it. I mean, it's too much other stuff to come out for me to just stick with this weird robot Hulk shit. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, since we're on Marvel, and since we're on Hulk, let's stick with his There's cousin. There's a theme. There's a theme. There's a theme. Let's stick with his cousin. So there is a a limited series out right now with this cousin, which is She Hulk number one. Yeah. So let's right. see up how She Hulk fares compares to the Hulk. And this is classic She Hulk. This is Shulky. Not that weird shit that James uh, Jason Aaron was doing, you know, World War She-Hulk and all this shit like that. No, this is classic Shulky that we all know, and she's back. So let's just get to it, see what we have. Um, like I said, it's Jennifer Walters. She's she's headed to work, but she gets stopped by you know her arch enemy Titania. You know, Titania's like, "Where you going, uh, shrimp? You know what time it is. You know we're supposed to fight every time we see each other." She was like, "Look, I don't have time for this shit. No, nah, we're gonna go." Uh, and she's ready to smack her, and anyway, yeah. But before she gets ready to smack her, you know, Jennifer, like, stop, don't hit me. She's like, why not? Like, before we do this, this is my only skirt, I don't have another skirt right now, so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta take this skirt off. Take it off. All right. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm digging it already. <laughs> she's like, wait, what are you doing? She's like, uh huh, yeah, but I'm not gonna mess my skirt up. We, we're gonna get this right. So, what she said about underwear. Oh, yeah, you're like, you're not going to fight me in your underwear, are you? You're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, she actually says, I fought you in lists. <laughs> so that's when she she hooks out like this. She's like, okay, now I'm ready to fight. I just didn't want to mess my my uh, my uh skirt up because I'm headed to work. She's like, work yeah, work. now let's go. Yeah. So then they fight and, you know, they keep fighting each other like that. But while, the whole time when they're fighting, she hooks just like, uh, Titan, didn't you get married a while ago? She's like, yeah, and, you know, and uh, y'all in the apartment, stuff like that. She was like, yeah we just got a house we're gonna uh, rent our own house she was like okay cool i'm I'm just saying it not because i'm jealous or anything like that i'm just curious as how you're doing but why are you fighting me and all this stuff like that aren't you worried about that you could get you know fighting me on the street you might get arrested because people think you're a bad guy all stuff like that like why are you doing this and she was just like well what's your point 
she was like well instead of us just fighting she like the thing is i get it you like fighting me because you know you got a lot of built up aggression you just want to just you know get some let off some steam but here's the thing so do i i like to get off some steam also and i know you're the only person that i can like fight all the time and not worry about you know you know breaking them or killing them or anything like that we just fight each other so they got this weird relationship where they're not only worst enemies they're best friends so it's like uh kato and inspector clouseau and in, uh and pink panther <laughs> yeah like it, the, like it's part of the game like they'll team up they fight each other and they beat the shit out of each other but they they need to do it you know so then that's when she hulk makes the offer for it she's like look i tell you what instead of you just fighting me in the middle of the street where people can get hurt find me at an empty parking lot next time i'll meet you somewhere and we'll just beat the shit out of each other and we won't tell anybody about it you mean like uh that's exactly what i mean a fight club <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about fight club we meet up next time and it's good it's like can i get your number uh don't worry about it i, I got your number so they and they leave and that's it so uh and she even offers up money she was like well since that was your only skirt normally you got money on your pocket you you need a loan or something like that and she hooked like no nah, no nah, i'm good you know so yeah and she gets her skirt and leaves and that's it so um well that yeah that, that totally reminds me of jennifer's body <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then she hulk has a um has a new job where she's like a paralegal or a teacher assistant basically she didn't have her old job like she did before and she meets up with wasp wasp gives her, her old apartment and she lives there and when everybody leaves she like hulks out and stuff like that she turns you know in the in the show key when nobody's paying attention to it anyway to oh, it's doing it again anyway i just cut to the end of it i don't know why it's doing that anyway the stinger of the book is that jack of heart shows up okay okay jack of heart actually has nothing to do with she hulk he's a old avenger yeah okay i'm back now um he's an old avenger that was killed off by scarlet witch by wanda you know when she went like nutso and were house of m and all the shit like that she killed him by accident she didn't mean to she just like you just got in my way um but anyway she's taking a bubble bath because like i said it's a she hulk book she hulk loves to shower in her own books it's, it's a thing we're not gonna get into it <laughs> but anyway she hears some crashing and that's when jack of hearts shows up so that's jack of hearts he's back why because so yeah it was cool but i was like where, where jack of hearts come from like why is he back why is he a thing but up until then i was enjoying it but the thing is it didn't get wacky it didn't get wacky. the she hulk books get wacky they get insane like the thing is she's deadpool before deadpool Mm -hmm. she went to alien space like that the tva all the shit like that like in loki she fought him first you know so that's that's the thing um that's a cool book i, I don't know if i keep up with it i was into it until jack of hearts i like i don't want to read about jack of hearts i don't care <laughs> so i probably dropped the book after that but up and but the first half of this book i was into it when she was fighting titania and they became fight clubs like that i was into it but until after that it fell off on me but yeah okay so uh what you got next um i guess to do the phoenix song echo number three is it or is it four where are we at uh what did i put down four this is four, four or five yeah too bad because it's probably not that many books left and yeah <laughs> so last issue she was right about the face off with the adversary 
this issue, she picks up and she's in some other world where she's married to that river dude. River is that dude she met who can, uh, his, he's a mutant who can take you back in time to your, to your family lineage. He can go back to your family lineage. So he's been going, taking her back in time because the adversary has been going back and killing all her relatives, basically. Um, so she, uh, they ended up back in, uh, like in the ancient times and when there was like the first Phoenix and um, basically told her that, you know, you have to face off with this guy, with this adversary. And she went off to go do it. And I thought, okay, now we're going to have a fight. And no, she's been some weird dimension or is it the spirit world? I don't know where she's married to this guy. She's got like an awesome job, you know, being an artist and um, you know, she goes and saves. She 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 uh, doesn't want to save. Like she kind of doesn't want to be a hero anymore or something. She she just wants to live a peaceful life and you know <clears throat> settle down and shit. But then it's also revealed that, uh, and this was in that Marvel Indigenous Voices book that came out last week or whatever. It's that the river same story was it? Yeah, the river dude. There was a story about that river guy where. He's been in cahoots with the adversary. The adversary's been like haunting him his whole life. Dead and best. he basically made a deal with them like, hey, if you, uh, you know, I'll bring your parents back or whatever if you get me to Echo. And so he's feeling conflicted about that. Um, and, uh, and then Forge is looking for Echo. And that's about it. And they still have not fought yet. Um, yeah, it's only and, one book left, and there's only yes, there's yeah. This was disappointing. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, eh, yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I guess we I guess we're done with Marvel. I'm moving on from Marvel. We're gonna go to DC. We're actually doing DC books again. Uh, yeah. So the book I'm going to do is Superman, Son of Kal-el, number seven. Eli, did you get a chance to read this one? I did. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Just in case I need your help on this one. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off about this, and I'll show you why people are pissed off in a second. Uh, Echo's Big Push and She-Hulk Therapy Saga. Yeah, that's that's Shulky for you. Let's see. Um, yeah, they're pushing Echo. Well, it'd be cooler if she'd have a cooler story. That's what I'm just saying, man. You know. I guess it got something to build from. Uh, so, yeah, people are pissed off because oh, the cover of this Superman book you got Superman and Aqualad, or Aquaman, whatever you want to call him, holding up the big signs about climate change and the season you change, stuff like that. And, of course, just the fact that people are acknowledging climate change is real <clears throat> is enough to piss people off. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the cover of the book. Um, but, yeah, to get into the book, let's just start off see exactly what's going on. The book starts off with the Truth Podcast. They're talking about the Truth Podcast. And it's basically starting off that we're going to tell you a story about what happened. Now, before we start with the story, we just want to let you know that it was not Superman's fault. And you see Superman in a pile of bodies surrounded around, around him. And how did he get to this point? Well, we'll find out. So you got this big Leviathan coming out of the water and moving forward and stuff like that. So just going to cut to that. Anyway, we got um, Superman's friend, you know, Jay, uh, basically saying, like, you got to get the gab. Every time you say something, people pay attention to you. So 
how about you help me out do something i'll help you out do something so then they decided to go to this uh fisher boat like on the outside of metropolis and he gives them a mask he was like look i'm gonna give you a secret identity when you come in this when you come on this boat you put this mask on nobody would know who you are why because everybody else on this boat also had mask also everybody has anonymity nobody knows who they are you can come and go as you please and you can be completely fine uh meanwhile you can come work for me for the truth he wants them to work for his podcast so um and yeah so he meets people people don't know who he is he's wearing like a little domino mask um but that's when his like super senses go off he was like oh get this boat out of here right now i gotta go do something so that's when the book starts off you got superman heading to metropolis to do something but before we go there we got gamora which is the uh country of president bendix who's like the big bad of this superman story so far and what they realize that a monster is headed towards metropolis you know and you're like yeah this is the perfect opportunity right here so he's like i gotta make a phone call let me call lex luther so he calls lex luther he was like look a, a monster is headed your way right now lex and lex was like yeah i was about to get on it he was like and bendix said uh-uh let me handle it you're like ah you need my people to uh you need me to get your people over here you're like yeah so turns out that lex luther stole a teleportation device from the justice league and that's how he's able to teleport these guys that you know the one he used in the watchtower now it's actually a running gag between lex luther and and bruce wayne is that obviously the justice league watchtower stuff is wayne tech and lex luther knows how to hack into wayne tech so anything wayne tech has lex luther can just steal that shit and use it for himself but here's the thing batman knows lex does that stuff he lets lex do it because if he ever needs to hack into lex court tech since lex court tech is just bootleg wayne tech it's easy for him to hack his shit so it's like a running gag they always do all the time so yeah oh uh, but yeah so you got the big leviathan coming in uh superman is saving everybody making sure that everybody's okay and he was like this big monster let me go fight him let me but his thing he doesn't fight the monster the monster isn't attacking anybody he's just there in the water and that's when you know calder comes out of the water you know aqualad who's now aquaman and they see each other like john well you know what what you doing what is going on he like can you talk to fish he was like i can but they don't understand me you're like right so that's gonna be mean <laughs> uh so basically what are we doing like why is this big leviathan atlantis monster out here in metropolis and this one superman goes down to the bottom of the sea and he realized that the whole water around where that monster came from the whole water has been deoxygenated there's no plant life down there nothing's growing uh the monster gotten sick so that's why the monster woken up because the monster can't breathe so and then it's that, like that this whole page is dope like which just one? the, the, oh, the yeah, one yeah, with the, the close-up of the monster and shit and aqua yeah. floating up that's just dope it really is they just made this monster look, look great like yeah. I, I need to pay attention to who drew this but yeah so uh and basically it's saying that's why the monster woke woke up and is going headed towards metropolis because it can't breathe down the water not only that but the whole area around it there's no plant life around it basically it's like a, just a big desert the reason it's a desert because the water has warmed in that area aha there's a allusion to climate change basically climate change is the reason that monster woke up you know so they're like okay so well yeah. we'll deal with the big problem but Humans first i'll look at fucking up the environment is what creates monsters it's the reason why godzilla exists 
it, and that was back in what the fifties. Yes, right. You know, the like, same. Again, this is nothing new, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but people you still know? get pissed off every time somebody yeah. talk, talk yeah. about it. Superman so, yeah. was always well. Yeah, remember the oil spill that Superman uh, cleaned up, and was it Superman three? Where he right. threw all the oil back into the fucking tanker and shit. Right. You know, yeah, it's nothing new, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did, since the monster isn't attacking anybody, they're like, okay, so what we're going to do? Superman uh, blows like an ice breath in front of the monster, you know, to kind of like nudge him to not, not keep moving. Mm-hmm. And then Aquaman does something to the, to the current, you know, the stream of the water to make it like flow the opposite direction of the monster. Yeah. So it's like so. Okay, so the monster kind of get the hint. Okay, I'll just leave. Oh, yeah, basically okay, so. di- diverting the monster back out to sea. Yeah, kind of like maybe maybe you should leave, and the monster just leave. Like ain't nobody bother me. I'm gonna just leave until he gets hit. The Leviathan gets hit by the Gamora core. You know, they get blasted by him. So they, you know, like they're like, what are you doing? We're doing what you should have did. We're stopping this threat, even though the monster hasn't attacked anybody. You know, mm-hmm. so they blast the monster. Superman jumps in the way, gets hit. And he falls to the ocean. And okay, I got to talk about this panel for a second. This panel right here, DC. Please, 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 don't make this a thing. Don't, don't do it. I know you're thinking it. I know it oh, already exists. Oh, they're gonna. Oh, everybody's gonna. It's gonna be a, just a love triangle now. It's yes. Don't do it. <laughs> I didn't I, think it, but the- <laughs> when I saw it, I thought it. I was just like, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, you're you're doing this to me, man. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm just saying it's right there. I can't. I not, did not, not see look that. At it. I'm like, I can't not look at it. When I was it's like, right oh there. shit, these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's how I was just- thinking. I'm just he saying like, the they fan... better not make out. They better not make out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the fanfic exists already. As soon as I thought it, I already know it exists. That's that's just how the internet works. It's rule 34. So uh moving on past that. But please, DC, don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. But yeah. Uh because <laughs> they will. You know they will. Anyway, the Gamora Corps, they all attack the Leviathan, and then and now the Leviathan is pissed. So it starts swatting at them, you know, start knocking them back and all of them get away except for one of them. One of them can't get away. The reason he can't get away is because Bendix and, and uh, Jay is, is videotaping the whole thing. You know, Bendix is controlling one of them. And he's like, no, we need to keep him in this place because we need this to happen. And what happens? He gets swatted out of the sky. Basically just be like a, uh, a bug on a windshield, you know. Superman catches him before he hits the ground, but it's already too late. He's already done. So he's holding him top of Leviathan. The Gamora Corps look at one of their dead members, and Leviathan is looking at them pissed. The end. So, yeah, this is a. I ain't gonna lie, that was an awesome story. Cool. <laughs> I was like, that, that might be like the best uh, Superman uh, Son of Kalea out of, out of this book so far. Just the fact that you have that conflicting terms. You're talking about climate change. You're talking about a, a fight that Superman can't win. And on top of that, we're starting to understand who are the real monsters. You know, And we got a giant monster. <laughs> and we got a giant monster. But the thing was, they flipped the script where the monster wasn't the villain. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't the villain. Yeah. Right. So I was like, that's a that's a well-told story. Yeah. And then I mean, they, in my they, opinion. They, they can control these metas. This Bendix asshole can control the metas and shit. And, yeah, and they're doing it on purpose to kind of like, you know, defraud Superman and defame Superman or whatever like that. But yeah, awesome book, man. I, 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 like Everybody's hating on this book because of 
woke agenda, whatever you want to call it like that, just sit down and read the book, even though it and, and some of the stuff I do feel like Tom Taylor is purposely trolling people. Yeah. But oh yeah. It's but you it's still it, yeah. he's trolling me, but you know <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's an awesome book. I can't yeah, knock it. I a, made it yeah. Yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, that's that's what matters to me. Is it a, give me a cool story and I don't give a shit, you know. Right. Make shit yeah, happen so. and I you know, whatever. You know, I don't give a shit about. Yeah, I, I see the climate change shit. I see the, yeah, the the progressive elements. Yes, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You know, <laughs> but you're giving me a good story. And sometimes, yes, sometimes there are stories where they are trying to push the message and push, you know, basically <laughs> hammer their opinion into you, and that makes for a boring story, a predictable and, but story. But most of the time, it's shitty writers doing that. Yeah, you know, but... This, Meanwhile, this... Tom Taylor is one of the best guys we got out right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have... hey, what up, Cam from Blurred Up? You know, what, what up? Oh, Blurred Up, what was going on, Cam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. Like, it, you can have those ideas in there and you're, you're, you know, those themes in the story, but still give me a cool story and an entertaining story. You know, and that's what this is. This was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Superman fighting a or not fighting, but a big giant monster and him trying to come and save everybody and just doing Superman shit, you know? Right. And like you said, the real monsters are the other assholes. So, yeah, I thought it was great. So, like I said, you can still tell a good Superman story. Yeah. That might be my book of the week. Or it might might be this one. It might be this one, too. So, all right. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. (laughs) I got Nightwing 88. Okay, but another uh, Tom. Another Taylor. Tom Taylor. <laughs> right. Tom Taylor, y'all. Tom Taylor's killing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let me get that image up. So yeah. So basically, you know about uh, Tom. Uh, Tom Taylor. A uh, Nightwing. <laughs> Dick is. Uh, <clears throat> he is giving away Alfred's money that he inherited, and he's trying to start this home. This home for at-risk youth. And he's basically going to the ceremony, the christening ceremony, to you know uh, give a speech. You know, um, the problem is uh, Babs. You know, she doesn't want him to like go out in public. She's worried. She's worried about him being killed because Blockbuster tried to kill him, been trying to kill him. So she's worried about him going out in public, showing his real face. And um, and of course, Blockbuster hires. I'm not familiar with these guys. Gun Bunny and Gun Hawk. <laughs> okay, that's a deep cut. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they're they're snipers and they're there to shoot to kill Dick while and, he's getting. And, and I'm sure they exist. They don't just yeah. make this shit up. So, well, yeah. Gun Bunny is what's that other book y'all were reading? You and Gomer, Gun Honey or Honey Gun? Gun Honey. Gun, yeah, but Gun that Honey. was uh, dynamite or some shit. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, that's what it reminded me of but yeah some chick sniper and then she's got a brother sniper um and anyways they're trying to shoot dick but the titans show up titans show up and save dick uh kid flash comes takes him away uh says yo man you can't be you know you what are you doing doing this shit in public you know all that banter you know and then they gave him a new suit we have a new suit for you wally made you a new suit it's got a you know it's bulletproof you know it's thin enough where you can wear it under your clothes. Anytime you need to, you know, uh, you know, you know, do the Superman thing where you rip open your shirt and all that shit. And you're still, you, 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 you got your costume on. So they get together and then they end up fighting a bunch of, uh, 
after after the the two snipers failed, Blockbuster just said, "Okay, go in and just kill him." So he sends in a squad of like Mercs, and the Titans show up and they fight him and uh, kick their asses. And then they said, "Okay, you know who's up to this?" Blockbuster. They go to Blockbuster. The Teen Titans just show up like, "Okay, we know you put the hit out on Dick. You know, we know we can't prove it because you know you're a mob boss and that's your job to like you know." cover your tracks but we we know we can't prove it but we know if anybody ever tries to fuck with dick we know it's gonna be you and we're coming for you and starfire like gets right in his face and she's Mm -hmm. like talking all this shit to him (laughs) and blockbuster's just like yeah because what's he gonna do to starfire (laughs) (laughs) um then meanwhile that what's that serial killer heartless so that, that serial killer that's been going around uh ripping people's hearts out he got to one of the snipers that Blockbuster hired and was like, yeah, you're not going to kill Dick Grayson. I am. And he takes out his heart. And that's where it ends. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, whose heart did he take out? The the sniper guy, the gun. Oh, uh, gun bunny. Or gun hawk. Yeah. Gun hawk. Okay. Yeah. They stopped the teen Titan stop, <clears throat> grabbed the gun, the chick gun, honey or gun bunny. But the, the, the gun hawk guy escaped. And then he, but then he got captured by the serial killer guy. Said, yeah, you ain't killing Dick, I am. And then ripped out his heart. (laughs) And that's where it ends. I was like, oh, shit. So this was fun. This was a lot of fun. You know, another four four out of five. Nightwing's been killing it. Tom Tiller has just been killing it on Nightwing. So, Eli, I got one more book. All right, because I'm booked out. Are you? Okay. Normally, normally it's vice versa. Yeah, normally. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to do one more. Uh, Like I said, because I got to do this one. Even though we had like a ton of other books I could have did. But we're going to do Icon and Rocket. Okay, I read this. Matter of fact, this should have been my third book. I should have skipped one of those other books. But anyway, we're going to go with that. Uh, on the cover of Icon and Rocket, I don't know if everybody can see it, but it shows Rocket and Static with like a little love thing around, like a little heart. Around oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. I got so, that. Yeah. So guest starring Static. Static is in this book also. Uh, but we'll show you how much he's in it. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, so we go to like icon cia handler he blasts her he's like look i need information where's the martian manhunter for people to have me read this book the martian manhunter is the big bad of this book he's like icon's worst enemy that's the guy they've been chasing after the whole time um and yeah so she like look we've been chasing after him we don't know where he is when we find him we'll 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 find out where he's at and we'll go from there um yeah and then we'll go there okay anyway He's meeting with Rocket, and he's uh, basically saying that he's going to meet with that Amazon chick. She may not be an Amazon, but yeah, that's what they're doing right now. Um, and basically, until they find the Martian Manhunter, who's going around just trying to kill uh, Icon, her mom is in, I guess, underwater or in a ship or somewhere like that. She's just eating grapes, getting fanned by robots, stuff like that. She's like, look, let me know when you find him. Until then, I am good. I'm fine. You don't have to worry about me, you know. Um, and yeah, that's the thing. So <clears throat> basically, she's telling him that the Martian Manhunter has killed four aliens so far since he's been on this planet. Uh, one of them, including that Krypton- a Kryptonian baby. They're like, why? Could they thought he could grow up to be a dictator? Like, nah, even worse. They were scared he might be a peacemaker, which you know, the, the government officials can't have that. <clears throat> so he's getting ready to go meet that uh amazon lawyer whatever like that and she's like oh you going on a date like no nah, i'm not going on a date but uh how's my alpha look you know so uh she's like look don't worry about that so she goes to 
she goes to class she goes to school and the teacher's basically kissing every superhero's ass it's like yeah superheroes do all this thing and they show us what a real utopia could be one day if we could continue on this track uh <clears throat> and it looks like icon is like still sending her you know asking for fashion advice <laughs> you know and she's like get off your phone uh raquel what are you doing and she just like, see, if you paid attention, you would have read that last book I was talking about in your whole class. Ooh. She's like, well, well, if you anything you said was true, I pay attention. They're like, ooh. She's like, oh, really? Okay, so tell me, what did I say wrong? And then, you know, one of the kids, like, live streams like that. Ooh, check this out. She's about to serve the teacher. Watch this. She's about to say, she's like, look. And she basically said what they've been doing for, like, the last four issues without saying it's them. Look. Icon and Rocket just waged a whole war on drugs. They even went overseas, went to the poppy fields where the drugs even came from, shut down the entire drug trade. And we actually made things worse when we did it. Because now people that need drugs just to get by through the day, they're finding anything they can. They're sniffing glue. They're drinking Robitussin. They're smoking banana peels. They're uh, inhaling balloons, whatever they can, just to get a high, just to make it through the day. So, yeah, we got rid of we won the war on drugs, but they didn't get rid of people's need for drugs. So people need them. Plus, the drugs that are still on the uh, the, you know, streets that we didn't get off. The prices of them are rocking sky high because people are doing whatever they can to get their hands on them. People are dropping out of school. People are dropping out of uh, losing their jobs because they can't make it through the day because they need drugs. Not to even uh, talk about that the pretty much the world economy runs on the illegal drug trade they don't put those uh numbers on the books but we all know it's the thing so this is not a utopia he's like oh i wasn't ready for that you know uh and then they keep talking she was like okay first off how do you know about all this stuff oh and then she starts talking about stuff like well that's true and all like that but my daddy got off drugs you know and he came back home to us so everything you did, everything Rocket and Icon did wasn't bad, but it's good, you know. And the teacher's like, okay, how do you know all this stuff, Raquel? You know, well, who's your source? You know, and they got cameras all in the face, stuff like that. She's like, well, and then Static is her classmate in the class. Well, of course, you know where she got the information from. She was on Reddit. <laughs> you know, she just went down that rabbit hole. She's like, oh, oh, that's where you got the stuff from. Well, I'm not taking, I'm not giving you credit for any of the stuff you just said because I want actual sources. And Reddit is not a real source. Remember, people, Reddit is not a source. <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyway, we go to it, and then Static tries, you know, shoot game at it. She's like, hey, I'm Virgil. She's like, I need might need help with my classes. He just like, um, and she's like, he just straight up tell her, look, I know you're rocket. I know that was you talking about yourself the whole time. I'm static. And she's like, okay, cool. Bye. Okay, and he thought that was supposed to like, well, I didn't know invisibility was one of my powers. So he thought that was gonna be like some real game. You know, when you tell a chick your Bond, secret identity, you know, she, yeah, you, you're supposed to just drop your panties. You know, I'm Batman. That's it, you know. <laughs> but it didn't fall for like that. She just went like so then her her ex comes up. He's like, No, nah, baby, I, I apologize. And he gives like a typewriter, stuff like that. The one he promised her in the first issue, he finally gives it to her, and then <laughs> Her boy, uh, his friends were supposed to take static out of this, static like electrocuted ass, shit like that. He's like, Look, man, yeah, like, yeah, they're sitting there, uh, smoke, you know, electric smoking out their ass. Uh, and they're basically like, they're about to get into it, you know, fight over her and stuff like that. She's like, nah, look, yeah. And then another dude who's taller than him shows up. She's like, can you show me around class? She's like, thank you. 
and then she just walks away. She just leaves them to themselves, you know. Yeah. And that Dexter St. Jock. Basically. <laughs> and then that's when Icon shows up at his non-date. And basically, like the Amazon, whatever her name is, she's just like, I'm glad you're here, Icon. I invited you here because I want to show you I can do more things than fight. You're like, oh, really? You're like, well, aren't you a, a lawyer? Like, I'm a lawyer too. We're like, yeah, we both can do a lot of things other than fighting. You know, and then they look at her. He look at her. She's like, "Ugh, I kind. Are you thinking about the Martian Manhunter right now?" Like, wait, what? Yeah, I can read your mind. I know you're thinking about him. Like, and basically, I'm gonna go past all this. They get called, and they basically some terrorists are fighting. Uh, fighting on the Dakota Bridge. So Icon and the Amazon chick, they go fight, and they're like, "We don't need Rocket. Rocket can stay where she's at. She's supposed to be in school anyway." And she's basically talking to this boy, and the boy just like, "Look, my uh parents, you know, got this lake house over here. Why don't you come with me and we sneak out of class, we just go somewhere." And Rocket's like, "Okay." She's like, "I'm a superhero. There ain't nothing this boy can do to me anyway, but at least give me a chance to get out of here, you know." So she, oh, and he's driving a uh, I think that's a Porsche 911, I think. My cars may be off, but yeah. Anyway, she goes to the lighthouse. Icon and an Amazon chick are uh, fighting all these terrorists, stuff like that. They beat the shit out of them. But before they beat the shit out of them, uh, one of the ninja terrorist guys blows up the bridge. Well, of course, we know that Icon and the other chick aren't dead. But yeah, so Dakota Bridge is gone. You know. Meanwhile, while they're on the lake house, they're drinking, you know, having a good time. And then he says, oh, yeah, this place doesn't belong to my parents. It belongs to the government. She's like, what? Oh, and why you? And it turns out it's the Martian Manhunter. He like, and that's why they tell you never take drinks from a stranger. And it's a trap. So yeah, mm-hmm. to be continued. And I think the next issue might be like the last. I think it's just six issues with these with these milestone books because they already said that the static book is wrapped up already. No, it hasn't technically wrapped up. But I think it's just gonna be six issues, and they're gonna decide what they're gonna do from there. So yeah, but no, I'm digging this. Uh, out of the milestone books, Icon is uh head and shoulders above every other book they have going right now. So yeah, I'm into it. Um, and I like the stuff that they're bringing at the existential crisis of like that. Icon right coming to HBO Max. I don't think so. It might. They hadn't said anything about it yet. Um, but yeah, so the fact that the whole book started off with the war on drugs and how the war on drugs got screwed up. Uh, they actually deal with the problem. Why didn't Icon stop slavery? A lot of time with these superhero books. Anytime it's a black superhero, they ignore those problems. They straight up said why he didn't because the Martian Manhunter tried to kill him, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm digging it. Oh, uh, yeah. But really other than points that, out yeah. that these these are very complex problems, right? You that can't, you can't punch your way out. You can't punch your way out of. Yeah, you can't just punch punch a solution. So yeah. So I, I do like that. I do like that same thing that we were dealing with Son of Kalel, and the same thing we're dealing with Icon. Icon isn't strong enough to stop the war on drugs. He's not, you know. Oh, uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm booked out. If you listen this long, if you like, share, subscribe. Uh, like I said, we have other podcasts. We have this Geeks and Comics. We have Get Valiant. We have that maybe it. Oh, appreciate everybody checking out the uh Guardians of the Galaxy stream. I'm gonna just give you this before we get out of here. Uh, Eli, this thing has gotten the last one I did was like two mil, uh, two thousand views on on Is the that Facebook page. Yes. No shit. He's one of the boss fights, but he's in there. But this is after the boss fight where, like, Lady Belbin is riding him. And, yeah, so she's, like, helping him storm the castle like that. And I just love this part right here. Watch this. This is the most metal 
shit that they've ever done at the Guardians, man. <laughs> so okay, he like grass. But what yeah. song was playing? I had to turn it off because I was streaming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know the song I'm saying. It but, better not but be I'm, Bon Jovi, damn it. Okay, but I'm gonna ask you, Eli, what song should be playing? Uh, for whatever, Guardians whatever, of the Galaxy. Whatever, no, that that scene I just okay. played. Because whatever you name, whatever you name, I'm gonna make a video and I'm putting that song on there. So oh. you're helping me out with this. Well, I gotta think now. <laughs> I'll keep it classic. Um, okay. Something with a dope riff that just that riff that just comes in. Um, I gotta think on this. Like, okay, I, I, I'm thinking Black Sabbath, but now I might go with Judas Priest. I don't know. That's cool. Whatever you think of, <laughs> hit me up offline. It's gotta hit be a sweet ass riff, though. Yeah, because whatever you give me, I'm making that a gif or a gif, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, and I may debate next week. No, I can't do that on the podcast because we'll get flagged if I play music. But just let me know. We'll go from there. Uh, Not if you play my band. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, check us out next week. We'll be here. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. I get hot like a skillet. Thinking about money in the building. On the phone with the lender and I'm living. If the bank had a cap, I would fill it. Like, really? Trying to get millions. Get a bigger high view, so vivid. A couple cars, it could fall chrome, really. You think materials make me sound silly? Like, really? How are you so